Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never except on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Porochka this morning with you. Minnesota Tim Webb Simpson wins his second tournament of the year. It kind of feels like the first one because we've had such a big break in between, but it's uh, technically his second win of the year. Big win for him. Yes, it is a big win for Webb Simpson. And let me get this out of the way right now. (laughs) I am the biggest Webb Simpson gusher maybe in the entire world. I love his game. He's not overly long. His iron game isn't the greatest, but it's not terrible. He's just a very solid player everywhere in his game, doesn't have many weaknesses, and his putting is very similar to mine. We're just lights out on the putting green. And I can very I, I can really relate to the game that Webb Simpson brings week in, week okay. out on the PGA tour. All right. So uh, by the way, statistically he's he's tenth and strokes gained approach shots to the green, which would be his iron play. <laughs> Well, that's one year. I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Sometimes pretty it good. escapes me. You know, sometimes it leaves. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, last year he's 14th and the year before he was, so was know, a pretty good 23rd. Iron so, yeah, he's, he's good. He's a good iron player. He's a very good iron player. He's not the longest hitter. Uh, you know, that's that's probably the the negative uh, with, with his, his game right now, the way that the, you know, world goes in professional golf. I mean, he's 84th in, in driving distance for the year, but amazingly, this and this is really an amazing statistic right here. He's 84th in driving distance, and his average drive. This will drive our friend Jeff Shackelford absolutely batty. His average drive is 300.1 yards, <laughs> and he's 84th. 84th on the tour. Wow. I mean, that is nuts. I mean, I have to admit that is nuts. Is it surprising, Hank, that for a guy that's not an overly long hitter on the PGA Tour compared to the rest of the players out there, that he's so high in approach shots to the green? Mm, I mean, it is a little bit because he's hitting—he's hitting, you know, typically a, a little bit longer club in, at least certainly than 
uh, Rory and some of the other players. But I mean, he's a, he's a very good iron player. He really he really is. And he was again uh, this week at Harvard Town, which is a, a golf course you've got to be good with the irons. Uh, he was eighth in his approach shots to the green. Uh, he was, uh, you know, and and he was he was not bad off the tee. I mean, he's thirty fourth, but for the year he ranks one hundred eighteenth. So the shorter golf course, fewer drivers, less less uh, distance, you know, dependent uh, golf course that you know plays into his favor a little bit. I always like to look and see. Okay, why does a guy guy win? And by the way, I, I did uh, pick him as one of the guys to watch after the the first round of the tournament, didn't I? Yes, you did. I had yeah, and yeah. I have that audio right here. If you want to hear yourself <laughs> predict that, okay, let me hear that just so Steve Johnson can hear this. He'll be listening to this at some point. All right. Here's Webb Simpson. Now, this is somebody you, you want to keep an eye on right here for this tournament. And when I look at the statistics, he's the one that pops out right away. 83% of his greens, 86% of his fairways, 0.3 strokes gain putting. Not very good with the putter, although okay, uh, but great with the ball striking. He is a great ball striker. He's also a great putter. And he did not have a great putting day yesterday. So what's probably going to happen with Webb Simpson is he's going to have a good putting day, uh, in all likelihood, at least one good putting day in the last three days. And if he keeps hitting the ball like that, he's going to be okay. He's going to be right there. Now, let's say he doesn't hit it as good. If he doesn't hit it as good, and he might not because he hit 86% of his fairways and 83% of his greens, if he doesn't hit it as good, he can cover it up with a better putting day than he had, and he's very, very capable of doing that. So there's a lot of combinations that can get Webb Simpson uh, into this tournament. He's already into it. He's only one shot behind, uh, but that's a that's a great start for him. And and you know he he pops out at me when I when I look at that. Yeah, there you go. See, uh, because I'm looking inside the top ten after the first round. This is when we recorded that was after the first round. So I'm looking at top 10 because we know that, what is it, something like 90% or 85% of the winners on the PGA Tour are top 10 after the first round. And, you know, everybody's thinking, this guy can come back, this guy can come back, he can still win, you know, bring it back the second round, you know, rah, rah. But the fact of the matter is, is you usually have to get off to a good start. Uh, Top 10 is not necessarily 10 players. Like after the first round, top 10 was 15 players. And those are the guys that odds on have a better chance of winning. And then you look, and I always look at the players, and I say, okay, how did they get there? Well, when I look at somebody who got there with just putting, uh, that was uh, Sebastian Munoz. The first round, he had like 4.86 strokes gained putting in the first round. I think that's that's a little aberration. He's not going to be able to keep that up. And then you look at his ball striking, and, you know, there's not enough there. For me to say, you know, he'll he'll be okay if he doesn't putt great, and I think you know he's he's gonna you know fall by the wayside a little bit, which which he did. Uh, you know, so you could say the same thing for Jordan Speed. You know, good good first round. Uh, you know, was was you know in the in the top ten, but he doesn't have the ball striking to 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 back it up in in the, in the long term. Uh, it, but Webb Simpson, I look at him and I say, okay, good ball striker, had a great ball striking day. But he can back that up. And he didn't have a, a great putting first day, but he's a great putter. So the odds are that he's going to, you know, you got the do theory. And and then the do theory, you know, he's, he's not going to pitch a no hitter most likely the rest of the tournament with, with putting. And he ended up, you know, getting it going. So he finished second for the week in putting. He finished seventh for the, the week strokes gained tee to green. And Tim, you and I look at these statistics all the time when we're following the PJ Tour. And, and, and I mean, I know I've, I've probably taught you this, but it, it's, it's, Unbelievable how it's just the same thing over and over again, isn't it? Yes, it is, Hank. I mean, we've got um, we've been back for two weeks on the PGA Tour. Last week, Daniel Berger finishes eighth in strokes gained putting, and this week, Webb Simpson finishes second. And here's a statistic from Justin Ray um, a couple of days ago. So on Friday, Webb Simpson made 186 feet and seven inches of putts in that round, a career high in any PGA Tour round. It is also the wow. most feet made of putts in any round at Harbortown since data tracking began in 2003. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's that's uh that's that's pretty impressive. Just a little sidebar on Webb Simpson. 
he is a great guy. Uh, Father's Day, he's got five kids. Yesterday, wins on Father's Day. One of the best guys you'll ever meet. Uh, really, really, really nice person. And, and it, you know, it's nice to see nice people do good. I mean, it just it just is. And, and you know, in sports and life, no matter what. Uh, but he he's uh, he's about as as good as you get right there, Webb Web Simpson. So it's 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 cool to see him win. He wins for the the second time. He won the Phoenix Waste Management Open. I, I think that's gonna is that gonna probably move him in the top five in the world, right? Yep, it officially moves him to number five in the world golf rankings and first in the FedEx Cup standings. Yeah, the tour doesn't like it. They they don't let the TV announcers mention where they are in the world golf rankings. They only let them mention the FedEx Cup. As a matter of fact, they get scolded if they don't uh, don't don't do that. You know that, don't you? Oh yeah, that's their deal. But I, I I pay a little more attention to the World Golf Rankings. Although the FedEx Cup is now, he gives you a little you know perspective on how the year's going. Webb Simpson's number one, so he's he's a a lock for the Ryder Cup if they have it. Having won twice and top five in the world, absolute lock. I think this was his what was this his seventh win on the tour? Yes, it uh, is. Okay, so, so and plus a major. And and did he win a a players in 2018? A players, okay, okay. So he won the player, the, the unofficial fifth major. Yeah, you know, a players, a U.S. Open, seven total wins. I mean, you know, he's close to. I mean, he's not there, but he's he's probably three wins away from a Hall of Fame career. Really. I mean, pie is. I don't know what it takes to get in the Hall of Fame, but I know you got to win a, you know, a, either a boatload of tournaments or a major. I mean, he's won a major. He's won a players. They, they're going to weigh that a little bit extra. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he's a Hall of fields. Famer. Yeah. Well, he's not a Hall of Famer yet. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. Hank. <laughs> I know I'm officially the Webb Simpson gusher here on the podcast, <laughs> but this is a very objective opinion of mine. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> okay. Well, he's close to the Hall of Fame. President's but it doesn't cup hurt teams. it doesn't doesn't hurt to be on these cup teams. That goes on your resume, resume too. And uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's definitely on there. I don't know what what the deal is with the Ryder Cup. They're still trying to decide that deal. You know, there's there's a lot that's been that's a whole other discussion we can have, but they've had a, they've been talking about that for for weeks now. I mean, I was under the impression that they're going to make a decision they did announce that the U.S. is changing their like pick them strategy, so they're going to have uh, Stricker's going to pick six players. This is if they have the Ryder Cup, but I guess that that, that deal is pretty complicated because the European Tour needs the money, the uh, PGA of America gets the money from the Ryder Cup, uh, the PGA Tour runs the President's Cup. It's scheduled for Quail Hollow next year. They don't want to reschedule that because they get the money from that. So I, I really don't see any way they're not going to play the Ryder Cup. I just can't, you know, like like people, they, they had the players vote or something. They said, well, if we can't have fans, let's have it in 2022. Well, why do you think they, why do you think they said that? Okay. Why do you think they said that? Let me ask you that, Tim. Why do you think they said that? You want me to tell you why they said that? Yeah. Okay. Here's why they said that. Because they're the only ones that aren't getting paid. And one of the big thrills of playing in the Ryder Cup is the atmosphere, the fans. Mm. And without the fans, we're out there playing. You know, the players are thinking, we're out there playing. We don't get the charge of playing with the fans. The, you know, it, it just, it, it it clearly doesn't feel the same. Uh Tours, you know, the, the PGA America is making money. The European tour is making money. We're not making anything. And we're putting on this show for these guys. And what do we get out of it? We, we can't really hang out because we got, uh, we're going to be in our Corona bubble. Uh, so we can't really hang out with everybody, although they probably will, but we can't really hang out with everybody. We're going to be Corona separated or wearing masks in our, you know, our team room, whatever deal they got going on. Yeah, we're going to have to do all this stuff when we're the only guys not getting paid. Hey, why don't we just play it in 2022 when uh, we're going to have fans and we can have the atmosphere that that we like? I mean, that's what they love. I mean, the, the players want to be a part of it because they want to be part of that atmosphere. They're not going to have the atmosphere. So they said, hey, let's have it in 2022. 
But the European Tour needs the money. The PGA of America needs the money. The PGA Tour is not going to budge and, and uh, let them play next year. So I, I'm still sticking by my original prediction that um, they were going to uh, play the, the Ryder Cup this year. But anyway, I got a little off, off track. I wanted to talk about uh, Harbor Town and the RBC Heritage. Uh, but uh, got on that because Simpson's going to—he's going to be on the team. That's, yeah, uh, that's going to be good. So anyway, let's take a little break. We'll uh, we'll hear from our uh, sponsors. Let me remind you to go to HaneyUniversity.com. You can find my new book there, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. You can also register to receive my free instructional videos that will be coming soon. Uh, and you can find some uh, great deals on there, including uh, the push cart that everybody's looking for, which is the quick fold. We got the best price, uh, free delivery, the the whole deal, uh, push carts, the, the the number one golf product right now. So they're uh, they're they're on uh, HaneyUniversity.com if you're, if you're looking for one of those. All right, we'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and the then never, Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let, let's let, let's continue. I want to I want to continue to analyze this a little bit, Tim. I know you got some stuff. I also want to take you through, like when I look at, at the leaderboard and everything. Uh, I want I want to I want to give you a little idea of, of and everybody's listening of how my mind works, what I'm what I'm thinking, how I'm analyzing this. But uh, you've got some Webb Simpson putting 
statistically. He finished second for the week in putting, which is obviously uh, something that's uh, will get the job done when you're seventh tee to green. That's a pretty good combination right there. Yeah. So the first thing I think of immediately when we talk about Webb Simpson is the amount of overcoming he had to do in the past um, because of the USGA anchor ban. Good point. Good point. So I go back to, let's say, 2013, and I look at his putting statistics where he finished in strokes gained putting. So 2013, he finished 41st. All right, pretty solid. 2014, he finished 34th. And 2015, he starts changing his putting style. He finished 174th yeah, he in was strokes lost. gained putting. Yep. Gone. Gone. In 2016, the anchor ban comes into place. He yep. finishes... 177th in putting. Terrible. In 2017, okay, 88th. In 2018, 5th. In 2019, 11th. And so far this year, before this victory, which will um, move him up, um, he's 26th. And then here's the thing that really stands out. So I read you those stats, okay? Mm-hmm. And stats are stats. They are very meaningful. But let me explain to you some of Webb Simpson's personality traits. So in a 2018 Golf Digest Q&A, I did a little research on this. This is what he had to say on the anchored putting ban. So this is what he talked about his mentality. He says, I told myself that although I didn't agree with the decision, the anchor putting ban, I was going to focus all my energy on learning a new method and improving rather than being upset about it. So Webb Simpson, I am the ultimate gusher and I will be forever. No, yeah, he's 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 got the good attitude. There's no there's there's no two ways about that, and he has overcome. So you gotta you gotta definitely uh, give him a, a a big credit for that because uh, a lot of guys did not overcome on the putting and uh, and have not, and he he did, and he's uh, you know he went to the, uh, the the saw grip the longer you know and then but but to get rid of the the method he had it was. Uh, that was a big, big change. Okay, so let's let who let's let's analyze how he how he won, why he won. Uh, Abraham Answer uh, finishes second, uh, loses loses by a shot. So I look and I think, okay, let me think, let me let me see why why he, you know, he 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 lost. I mean, what what where he only lost by a shot, but is there some you know thing that stands out and and why he lost? Well, uh, putting. He finished 61st in putting. He was point a, a minus 0.8 strokes gained putting. And Webb Simpson was uh plus six, like 0.6. So he Simpson outputs him seven and a half strokes, beats him by one. You know, that's a that's a that's a big, big difference. Now, Abraham Answer, uh, you know, great player, up and comer. And a lot of people are high on him. You know, he's 79th for the uh, season in putting going into this week. That you know, that's not you know horrific, but it's not you know it's it, it's not great either. And you know that he, that's you know it's, it's probably his Achilles heel right now. Uh, his ball striking looks pretty darn good. I mean, he's his tee to green. He's twenty. He's twenty six for the year, but he's seventy ninth in putting. So you know, he, he kind of he had a great ball striking tournament. Yes, he did. Um, and I have a quick statistic on that. Okay, let's so hear. most greens in regulation hit at Harbor Town all time. Abraham okay. answer in two thousand twenty sixty five. He has wow. the most greens in regulation hit. In he a missed seven at greens for the seven greens in four rounds. Wow. And I'm, let me tell you something, okay? The, those greens are tiny. Tens the smallest greens on the PGA Tour. And how do you finish negative strokes game putting with that? You're not making many. <laughs> he's, he's not putting from long distance there. Because if you're on the green, you're close. I mean, it, it, relatively speaking, they are not, they're, not, they're not huge greens. Um, yeah, that's, that's where, where he lost. Daniel Berger uh, lost by two shots now you know he was uh four under after the first round so outside the top 10 uh answer was was two under after the first round way outside the top 10 you know and it's just it becomes you know kind of a a lot to to overcome 
And when I when I you know look at look at Berger again, you know, and he's he's obviously riding a hot streak. Uh, strokes gained tee to green, tenth. Uh, uh, strokes gained putting, fifth. So pretty good, you know. I mean, obviously really good. But tenth uh, in in tee to green and fifth in putting does not beat seventh uh, in tee to green and second in putting. So that, that could have won a lot of tournaments. A lot of times 15 under wins at Harbortown. And uh, Daniel Berger shoots 20 under and uh, loses, loses, loses by two. So he's he's played played really, really well. Uh, two weeks in a row, obviously winning last week. But uh, Simpson just had a little more than him. But but a lot of that's just, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of that, that first, uh, you know, the first round. I mean, where you're just kind of – it's that hill to climb after the first round. Now, uh, Terrell Hatton, uh, same thing. I mean, he was on the, you know, right up there and he was going for his second one of the year. He won the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And he's a, he's an up and comer player, no doubt about it, inside the top 20 now. Uh, you know, good, good ball striker. And he's, you know, did good at Bay Hill and did good at Harbortown. They're two, two good ball striking golf courses. He, but you know, he here's here's what he did. Number one for the week in putting. Now, you know he's he's not going to finish number one for the week in putting too often. Okay, let me just like 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 never again this year. Okay, because <laughs> that, that that's just I mean it's just the way it is. Now he was thirty six strokes gain strokes gain tee to green. Uh, if you look at his his uh, statistics for the year. Okay, he's number one strokes gained tee to green. Mm, number that's one a surprise. Wow. Number one strokes gained approach shots to the green. Now you would think that if you're if you look at somebody, you know, like and I told you, Terrell Hatton, you know, finished number one in putting. I'm like, well, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna win the tournament. He's gonna. I mean, he's gonna win the tournament because he's he's first for the year at T to green and first for the year in in uh, approach shot to the green. But you know, he just he didn't he didn't quite hit the ball ball well enough. So that's that's the the and you know analysis with him. Then I you know I keep going down. I like okay, Sergio Garcia uh, finished fifth, and he finished 65, 65, 65. You know, pretty darn good for for him. And I look and I think, geez. You know, I'm thinking, when was the last time, you know, I mean, I just, I, uh, you know, I don't have it off the top of my mind, but immediately I'm thinking, when was the last time he played good? Well, I mean, this, you know, you go, you go through this, let's just start with this calendar year. Uh, Genesis Open, 37th, uh, World Golf Championships, Mexico, 37th, and then a missed cut of Charles Schwab, and then he finished fifth year. I mean, it's his, it's his first uh, t- you know, top top ten of the year, top five, and you know he, he's he's finally kind of you know on the on the board a little bit. So so that you know that that's a, obviously a good sign. Garcia is a good player. You know, they they tell you all the time about you know how great he is a ball striker. I mean, just every time you, you listen to him on TV, he's just he's such a great ball striker. He's such a great ball striker. He's such a great ball striker. Well, I mean, this week he was number one strokes gained tee to green. Yeah, and he needs to turn it around, Hank. I mean, 2019, yeah. um, his last top five was the Wells Fargo Championship. He went yeah. miscut, miscut, T52, T67, T40, miscut. And then you just read off his 2020 um, yeah. leaderboard stats. So, eesh. Well, his problem was he was 70th in putting. And that was all because of the first round. In the first round, he was minus... 3.9 strokes gained putting. Now Simpson was plus 6.6. So you're looking you're looking at 10 and a half strokes difference that Sar- Garcia would have had to make up 10 and a half strokes. He'd have to make that up in the last 3 rounds. You see what I'm saying? I mean it's just you, you got to make it up somewhere you can't make up that kind of that that's just it's too much to make up. So he he loses Loses by by three, and once again he was seventy after the first round. He's so far out of the top ten. I mean, he's barely making the cut. Uh, matter of fact, he had to play good in the second round to make the cut, and he, and he did. Okay, Kepka. How about Kepka? Uh, let's let's talk about him for a second. He 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 finally got got something going. Finished uh, seventh. Uh, you know he's he's done 
nothing, nothing this year. You know, he just he's waiting around for the majors to start. I mean, you look at him, my goodness. Uh, you know, he had the knee deal, WD from the uh, CJ Cup bridges back in October, 43rd at Riviera, missed the cut at Honda, 47th at Arnold Palmer Invitational, 32nd Charles Schwab, 7th that he finished at uh, Harbortown, which is which is good. And they interview him afterwards, and he tell me, you know, things are coming around, and I'm practicing. You know, I was practicing really good, and you know, I think, okay, let me let me just let me let me see how what he what he what he did. Um, okay, T to green, sixteenth. You know, not bad. You're not going to win with that, uh, but T to green, sixteenth. Uh, putting, fourteenth. Okay, not bad, but uh, you know, uh, you're not going to you're not going to you know approach shot to the green, fifty fourth. I mean, you're not going to, you know, Webb Simpson was eighth approach shot to the green, second in putting, seventh in tee to green. You, you can't, you know, you you know, you you, you think, you, you know, you think, oh, you know, Kepka was, you know, he's finished top 10, seven, you know, he, you know, 18 under, only lost by four. But if you look, if you analyze the statistics, I mean, he wasn't really in, in, in the, you know, in the ball game. I mean, it's like, it's, I, I'm just saying it's hard to find four shots there. You just you just can't you can't find them. Justin Thomas, okay, here's you know, and these guys are the top players. Justin Thomas, uh, Kepka, and I, you know, and I, of course, I'm a huge huge fan of both those guys. Um, Justin Thomas, strokes gained tee to green, 17th, putting 21st, around the green, 21st, uh, approach that to green, 11th. You know, they just they're, they're, you know, it's just that's just a. Uh, you know, it's not, those aren't bad statistics by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just not, it's, you know, it's not going to get it. It's not going to get it done. It's not going to get you a, a win. Uh, here's your man, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> um, and what you got some opinions on, on him. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't think what he's doing is a good idea. Why is I'm, that? One, yeah, coming, coming, looks, coming from a guy that's six, three, a buck 50. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I keep my body in shape. I'm in prime time <laughs> yeah, Olympic you what, he, shape. He, 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 he's not. He's a long way from fat, bud. That that's what? all this. That oh my gosh! Come on, seriously, that guy's solid. I think he called himself fat. No, he's not fat. I, I think I, he I, called himself fat. No, I don't know about that. You call you called yourself fat too when you're jogging the other day and you're 150 pounds. <laughs> Jeez, well, I mean, I think they, they they say he's flexible as I'll get out. He's he's working out uh, two or three times a day during the Corona break. He's he, he. You think it's affected his touch? See, a lot of people have that theory. They they have that theory that if yes, you, it is an absolute correct theory. Hank. How do you know it's a Look correct at theory? The There's nothing to back it up. You love the statistics category. Okay, what do you got? 65th last week around the greens at Colonial. He okay. would have won that tournament if he finishes top 30 around the greens. Okay. Good this point. week, 62nd around the greens. Okay. Negative 1.906 strokes gained around the greens. Okay. Well, he's 99 for the year around the green. Uh, last year's 115th before he, before he bulked up, so he's gotten better. That, that puts your theory a little a little bit in question. A uh, year before he was seventy eighth, a uh, year before he was one hundred ninth. I mean, you know what the, you know what it looks like when you look at the statistics. It's just it's just been uh, he's had a history of not being great around the greens. Yeah, and for a guy that talks <laughs> so complicated, I'm Mister Complex Man. I'm Mister Science Guy. He yeah. sure can't chip. Jeez. Well, he'll he he wants to be number one in the world. He's 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 made that point. All right, Patrick Reed. Jeez. Well, I mean, I, I he's got a little more. You know, the thing is that driving is so important in the game today. And uh, Bryson DeChambeau is a he's he's like right. You know, his driving and strokes gained tee to green. He's been number one on the tour. Now this this last week was a, a, a little you know different, but he still he finished fifth. For the week on a long, you know, he's a long hitter on a on a tight golf course. That's a that's an important statistic. I, I, I guess the question is, okay, those two guys want to be number one, and you look and you say, all right. Uh, well, one one thing I look at, I think, okay, how many guys really really want to be number one? I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I, I just look at it and I think. 
Yeah, I don't think that list is as big as everybody thinks it is. I mean, I think Rory wants to be number one. I think Rom wants to be number one. I don't, you know, Justin Thomas. I mean, I don't, you know, I guess he he wants to be number one. I mean, he's been there, but and, you know, it just I don't know if he's like totally obsessed with being number one. Kepka, I don't think he really cares one way or another. Do you? No. I mean, honestly, I mean, he just want he wants to win majors. I don't think he puts a lot of weight in that. Dustin Johnson, I don't feel like. Like he's obsessed with getting back there. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe he is uh, Adam Scott. I don't think you know. He's his his probably day is done at number one. Um, Webb Simpson. I don't think he probably views himself as ever being a number one player. So I don't know how he could ever even visualize that. I mean, Shawfly Fleetwood. I I don't. He just. I'm just saying. I you know how many guys are obsessed with it? It's a short. It's a it's a very short list. I think. Yeah. I think it's kind of refreshing that DeChambeau and Patrick Reed want to be there. The two problem is, is DeChambeau can hit the ball good enough to be there. He doesn't putt good enough to be there. He's stiff, man. He's like <laughs> the tin man putting. He definitely is Mr. Stiff. There's no doubt about that. I don't know what that's all about. That is, you see I, that crap? I don't know. But you know, that's a weird way to putt. That, to be that stiff. I don't, I don't, I've never, no one good has ever putted like that. Let's just put it that way. Now he could be the first, but no one good has ever putted stiff like that. Mm. Uh, Justin Thomas is a little stiff man putting too. He's not stiff man chipping, but he's stiff man putting. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know about that, that deal. I'd like to just see a little softer look up there, but <laughs> I don't know. Patrick Reed doesn't hit it good enough. DeChambeau doesn't putt it good enough. There's two guys that want to be number one, but they, they, they need to do something about those two plays. And and your point on his chipping too. Uh that's that's probably not good enough. Reed it doesn't hit it long enough and doesn't hit it good enough. Uh DeChambeau doesn't chip it good enough and he doesn't put good enough. Those are the you know, everybody's got a you look at everybody, they, there's usually some weakness there. I mean, everybody's got something they can improve. It doesn't doesn't matter who it is. All right, well I got a, a couple more uh things to share with then we'll do our uh our little analysis of uh, Jordan Spieth and where he is, because that's uh, obviously something everybody likes to talk about. And a couple other guys when we come we come back. We'll take another break. I uh, hear from our sponsors. Uh, let me remind you about Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. We got some great emails from people this weekend that are getting some incredible results trying their free samples. All you have to do is go to voodoopainrelief.com. You can get a free two-week supply and try it out. You've got arthritis pain, muscle soreness, back pain, shoulder, hips, whatever. Uh, Tim, you were playing some volleyball this weekend. Maybe you need a little voodoo pain relief cream on there. Yes, yeah. And I just got some with your book, Hank, and I am going to apply it. Although, I mean, I'm a real athlete, unlike (laughs) Bryson DeChambeau. But, you know, I'll look into it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I send you some. Give it to your friends, too. Uh, All right. Uh, We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs. 
a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's let's review some of the big names, uh, Tim, before we uh, close it out today. Uh, Justin Rose, he he had a nice comeback. Uh, 70 the first round, did not strike the ball good at all. I think he hit like 50% of his, his greens, made a nice... Uh, Come back after that had had uh, some good good rounds. Uh, sixty six is what he shoot. Uh, first round he shot seventy. He shot seventy. Yeah, seventy. Uh, then he got sixty seven, sixty six, sixty five. So that's that's what you, you got to feel pretty good about that if you're, you're Justin Rose. Did not hit the ball good at uh, the first day and. Uh, didn't really didn't put it good. as was his real deal. He really struggled with that. Was not good with the the uh, the, the putting at all. Uh, but then he he came back and didn't putt great for the week either. I mean, you look at him and he's minus point nine uh, strokes gained putting. So he you know that's figured out. You know, seven seven point five strokes he gave up to uh, the winner, uh, Webb Simpson, and Justin Rose loses by four. Pretty good, mm. you know. You can, you can, you can. If you're him, you can think. You know what? I could, I could see a path to victory. He just, you know, it's a, it was really just his first round putting was the 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 big deal that that got him. So he ended up finishing uh, fourth for the for the week and strokes gained tee to green. So he's really, you know, you know, he announced uh, last week that he was doing it on himself. He got rid of uh, uh, Foley. Yeah, the know-it-all, and uh, put put him out, and and now he's uh, he's he's on his own, and he's had two uh, stellar weeks, ball striking wise, stellar weeks. So whatever he's working on, is is working working pretty good. So he's he's work going to work his way up. Uh, finished finished fourteenth. Uh, I mentioned Dustin Johnson. He finished seventeenth. So he's 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 still kind of uh, out there somewhere. He, he st- Struck it good, didn't putt it good. He hasn't putt it good all year. He looked horrible putting it, by the way, in that match thing. Champ, what was that? Uh, the Taylor, Taylor made driving yeah, relief. That? Yeah, he putted so bad. And those were yippity doo dots too. <laughs> that was that was some bad putts. Oh man, McElroy eleven under. I I don't know what to make of that other than I you know these are never played the course before. Not a good course for him. You know, it's just just kind of the way it is. I mean, you, you know you. You look at it; it's just tough for him on that kind of course. I love that these top players are being forced to play courses that they're not comfortable playing. So I the PGA think Tour so returns. Too. The tour like returns. It. Rory, JT, Brooks, Rom. They're forced to play at Colonial. Basically, they're forced to play at um, the RBC Heritage, Hilton Head, yeah. Harbor yeah. Town, and it's a joy to watch these top players go to courses that they would never ever go to. If the if they didn't need the FedEx Cup points, I, I love it. I mean, they can't even get around some of these courses. These average guys have a better chance of winning at these courses because they're more familiar than these top guys do because they're narrow, they're not familiar, and they're yeah. just not playing very good. I love watching this. Yeah, well, Rory, sixtieth uh, in putting, thirty uh, seventh around the green, forty first approach out to the green, thirty first tee to green. Seventeenth uh, off the tee—that's just a lot of not much, right there. Uh, not when you're as, as as good as he is. So you know he was he was Mister Top Five in every single tournament. But since we've come back, played a couple courses that maybe don't suit suit him, and the momentum kind of 
kind of changes changes for him. Uh, Shoffley and, and uh, Morikawa, Shoffley, uh, they tie. Uh, as a matter of fact, that was one of the bets this week, wasn't it? Yes, it uh, was. That was good. Okay. And then uh, they, they, they tied. How did I do, by the way? Did I, did I, <laughs> did I get killed or what? Uh, yeah. So Jordan Spieth, Hank, uh, did you see that he finished tie for 68th? <laughs> Who did I have him over? Uh, you had... Um... <laughs> no, he wasn't even on the list. Yeah, he was. Do you want me to tell you how you actually did? No, I, oh yeah, I did have speed over Reed. How did Reed do? Um, Reed missed the cut. Okay, well, so 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 that that one was okay. What are you what are you laughing at me for? No, you picked Reed over Speed. Oh, okay, Reed. Well, so Speed did make the cut. Okay, well, that's yeah, good. yeah. Uh, it was a rough week in Bryce the Bryce and I got killed there. I, uh, DJ <laughs> DJ Lott, did I lose everyone? <laughs> everyone except for the Xander. I tied one. All you right, tied. That's not good. Oh, four yeah. and one. You know what? Here's the thing on the pick 'em. Okay, that ruined my. I'm back to like 500 now for the year. <laughs> uh, you know where? You know where? If I was betting, okay, like I did pick the winner, by the way, after the first round. While you're laughing, <laughs> um, if I was picking on bets, I would I would wait till after the first round to make my bets. I, I don't I, I don't see how guys like I'm not. This is not my my profession is not golf gambling. It's not. My profession is analyzing golf and t- and coaching golf. But if I was a, a golf, if I was going to golf bet, I would want to see how they were going after the first round. And like I pointed out, how they did in the first round and how they did it. Like Simpson, when I said, okay, you know, he struck it great, didn't putt great. He's a great putter. There'll be a great putting round coming. He's going to be right there. So, I mean, that, that was my logic with him and, and the fact that he was in the top 10 and the winner comes 90% of the time out of the top 10. So it, it was it was not hard to whittle down it to three guys and say, okay, one, one of these guys win. Now, at that point, after the after the first round, you know, the odds on a, on a Webb Simpson might have dropped. I don't know what he was before the tournament. Maybe he's like 28 to 1 or something. The odds might have dropped, but they weren't going to drop that much. You you bet you bet on these guys before the tournament starts. You have no idea how they're going. And you can look and you can say, okay, they got this history on this course. That means something. I'll, I'll give you that. And you can say how they played last week. But in, in golf, I mean, last week is a long time away. It just, it just, it really is. But once you get a little idea of of how they're they're doing and how they're doing it, uh, it it becomes a lot more predictable, a lot more predictable. And you can see, you know, like like you you, you saw the, the the first round, okay? You know, Shoffley. I mean, he shoots seventy two, okay? You know, I think okay, he's got a big hangover from last last week. Uh, you know, Spieth shoots sixty six, but. You know, but how did he how did he do it? Uh, you know, first round, and I think it's it's not sustainable. You know, I mean, and and it's just it's just much much more predictable when you when you get a little something to go on instead of this like you know on Wednesday you think okay here are the odds who do you like this week I mean you can you can pick them I mean it's fun to pick but if I was betting. I would I would wait and see how they're doing. As a matter of fact, you know, give, give me a day, two days, even betting on the last round. Who's the winner going to be on the last round? And I mean, I think you've seen the same thing with the great predictor Steve Johnson. I mean, he, his record is pretty good when you when he picks the winner going, you know, after Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, it just you, you, you make these bets and 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 you know you got you pick somebody and and after the first round they're gone. You know, it's like we got all these top players playing. Like this was a great field. But what what did they you know it's and you think you know it's okay it's fun to watch okay it, it, you know it's a great field well I mean I, I get it but it's a great field you know but at the end of the tournament it's uh, Webb Simpson Abraham Answer Daniel Berger Terrell Hatton you know Sergio Garcia come from nowhere Joaquin Neiman <laughs> I mean okay you know you got Kepka and Thomas okay you got you know two you know. Uh, top players, you know, DeChambeau. Okay, you got three guys, three top players in the in in, in DeChambeau was, was 12th in the world, but you got three top players that make it into the top 10. That's that's all you got. You know, uh Rose outside the, the top 10, uh Dustin Johnson 17th. I mean the you know the how often do the big guys 
Uh, you know, show up, you go down, you got Rom, 33rd. You got Finau, 33rd. You got uh, McElroy, 41st. You know, you just, you know, and then, you you know, you go down to, you know, Spieth, although he's, he's not a top player anymore, but Shoffley and Morikawa, 64th. Uh, you know, speed sixty eighth. You know, and then you and then and then you got it. And then you go down and you look at other guys like like well, Ricky Fowler. I mean, where's he going? And although he's although what's his ranking? I mean, he's he's way down there. He's, he's falling down. Yeah, you know, he's having a terrible year. I mean, uh, it's just continued to, um, you know, sixty seven, seventy two. I mean, I've, I've 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 watched him play. I've I've played with him. I mean, I'm like I can't even imagine in my wildest dreams how Ricky Fowler could. You know, I mean, I don't know how he could shoot 72. And the guy's just so, he's got so much talent. But, you know, he switched coaches. And uh, that's that's not working out great so far. These guys that don't, uh, that don't know what they're doing are, are better off just staying with where they are. And and I you know he he I I he just doesn't he doesn't really know what he's doing. I mean you know swing wise, he's got he's got a swing that works for him. And you know it just I'm just saying like like if if I if I was going to take a golf lesson, I would not take golf lesson from Ricky Fowler. And if you're if you don't know how to give your yourself a golf lesson, you're better off just playing with your swing. Like I, I know his swing looked a little different, and now they're you know they're changing it, and and I can see some things actually that look better. But here's the problem: uh, it worked before, it worked, and now you know it, it's 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 not. I mean, he's 83rd in, in strokes gained off the tee, 68th in strokes gained approach shot to the green, uh, you know, 82nd strokes gained tee to green. Uh, not to mention 141st around the green and 55th putting. He's having a horrible year. Horrible year. Uh, you know he's 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 not gonna he's 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 not making no Ryder Cup teams. I mean, no, no, no nothing there. I mean, he better start. He better really do something. Miss a cut at at, at uh, San Diego. Miss a cut at Honda. Miss a cut at Charles Schwab. Miss a cut at RBC Heritage. This is his worst year ever. Ever, I mean, really. I mean, if you look at and, and it's especially with his talent. Wow! If I was his coach, his new coach, I'd be getting nervous. Best player without a major, Hank. <laughs> no, not anymore. He's not. John, yeah. John Rahm is. Uh, but uh, I just say it's just it's not. Uh, he's he's not he's not going good. Definitely not going good. Odds he's off the tour in five years. No, he's not going to be off. He's too good. What? He's not going to be off the tour in five years. That's what I wrote Ricky down. Ricky Fowler? No way. I wrote Ricky that in Fowler, my notes. Ricky Fowler could, could play one-handed and be on the tour. He's, uh, he, you, have no, you have no concept of how talented Ricky Fowler is. Uh, I, I, he, I, he's no, he's not. He's, no, no way he's going to be off the tour. I've no seen, way. I've seen a bunch of MCs. Yeah, I see all those. No, I know he did have those, but he'll. You know what? Um, it's a bad year. He'll get motivated. He'll come back. He'll change something, and he'll be. He'll be. Uh, you know, on his way next year. That's where it'll be. But is Spieth off the tour in five years? Spieth statistics are horrible. Oof. No, he's not going to be off the tour in five years. He's Jordan Spieth is one of the greatest competitors that's ever played on the PGA Tour. Hmm. Jordan Spieth is the absolute ultimate grinder. <laughs> you love I mean, that. You love that. Oh, man. Jordan Spieth is a gamer. He's a grinder. He is a grinder. He will give you every single thing he's got. I mean, Jordan Spieth is incredible. He cannot hit the ball right now. <laughs> but strokes gain, <laughs> tee to green. 155. Strokes gained approach shot to the green, 187. Oof. Strokes gained off the tee, 169. And but 16th and around the green and 22nd in putting. And it, you know, he he has so many like of these holes in his game, like from three feet and and in, he's 224th on tour. 
From four feet and in, he's 175th on tour. From five feet and in, he's 120th on tour. From six feet and in, he's 155th on tour. Okay. You got it? I got from it. 10, from 10 feet and in, he's 177th on tour. And somehow, from 10 feet and in, he's 177th on tour. And yet, and yet, he's 22nd in tour and putting. So he makes a bunch of putts, but but with all those those statistics I just rattled off to, which are all awful, uh, you know he he just he still you know hangs in there. I mean I mean like I, when people say, you know, oh man, Spieth is really playing bad. I mean he finished sixty eighth. I get it. He finished tenth at uh, at uh, Charles Schwab. You know fifty eight at Mexico, fifty ninth at Genesis, ninth at Pebble Beach. Uh, missed a cut at, at, at Phoenix, 55th at, at Farmers, uh, 43rd at uh, uh, World Golf Championships in China, 66th at Zozo, 8th at Nine Bridges. Jordan Spieth has missed one cut this year. One. Now, he, I, I, I get it. He's not played good. He's only had two. He's had three top 10 finishes. But with the statistics that I rattled off, I mean, that's pretty amazing that he's done that. I mean, it's not pretty amazing. It's totally amazing. It really is. But if people are waiting around for him to turn his game around, that's it's not going to happen. I mean, he, he, he's, got, he's, got to start, he's got to start climbing the mountain. He's not, he, he not, he not jumping over the mountain. <laughs> this is not, that's not happening. That mountain's too high now. He's got, he's got to climb the mountain. See, see when, sometimes when they get off a little bit, they can jump over the mountain. He can't jump over the mountain, not from where he is. He's 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 falling down the mountain. I mean, he was almost you know he, he, maybe you're at the top and then you you slip down a little, maybe you jump right back over the top. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen when you're down the mountain. He's all the way down. You can't jump the he can't jump over the mountain now. He's got he's got to he's got to slowly crawl crawl his way back up. I mean, it's going to take him. It's going to if you if you. Look at his game. You look at his statistics. It would take him, realistically, and you, I, I can show you player after player statistically on this thing. But he, at one time, he was second on the tour in strokes gained tee to green. It, he, to get back to that number, it would take him at least three years. If it's even, if it's even possible, he does. You just don't go from where he is to to, to that number. You got to start inching your way. You got to inch your way. Get a little better. Get a little better. I mean, realistically, I mean, strokes gain tee to green. I mean, it, it, you know, he's 155th. I mean, what would be a, you know, if he could end the year at 100th, that'd be a great improvement. Uh, next year, uh, be, you know, 40th or 30th, that'd be a great improvement. The next year, be uh, 10th would be a huge improvement. Huge. Those would be like, that that would be incredible if he could do that. You you don't you don't go from 155th to like top 10. Doesn't happen. It's never happened ever. No, doesn't happen. You got to do it just a step at a time. So he's got a he's got a big hill to climb. All right, we'll talk about it more this week. Uh, good stuff, Tim. Appreciate you joining me. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Hank Haney on Twitter uh, at Tim Parachka for Minnesota Tim. Email your questions to HankHaneyGolfAndOutlook.com. And hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be there every day with the Hank Haney Podcast. Go to my website, HaneyUniversity.com, and you can register so you get my free uh, tips. And uh, my new books on there, too. Uh, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. And stay safe and stay healthy. Uh, appreciate you listening. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, he's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.